Hi, my name is Jeff Pagano, and this is First Person Plural, a blog covering Irish and American politics with a progressive slant. Uh, I haven't done a video for a long time now, so I thought I'd get back into it. And the uh, culmination of the trial of Derek Chauvin this week, I think, has uh, led me to uh, want to get back in front of the camera again uh, for this site. Um, I was fascinated throughout. I was very grateful to the state of Minnesota for having it all displayed on TV. I mean, we were literally allowed to be the court of public opinion by watching all the testimony, by watching all the uh, defense, the rebuttals, the cross-examination, the, the remarks without the jury, uh, the judge, everything he said, um, all, you know, all the videos, just to see it all play out. And it was, it was, uh, it was fascinating to see uh, the, the, the justice system at work, as it were. And um, as we, as we all saw, it, it, it came to result of guilty, uh, verdict of guilty on all counts. Now, what was fascinating about this case is that um, while racism and systemic racism is always the broader topic, and everyone watching this case was watching it, not because they particularly knew this person, George Floyd, or anyone involved, um, that, you know, it was more that because of in cases like this before, when there's a police officer um, causing the death of a black uh, a suspect or a black, you know, any black person in a case like this, they they're they're given the benefit of the doubt and they got off, and that has led to protests, and that was the thing behind this. But in this particular case, they did not uh, even mention racism. Racism wasn't even a factor. The the prosecution had such hard evidence in the, in all the video evidence that they didn't need to even hint that Derek Chauvin was racist. And speaking of uh, Derek Chauvin, the defendant, I just thought it was disgraceful how, how widely this was called the George Floyd trial. I saw this in a tweet from the BBC, called it the George Floyd trial, and that's disgraceful. He was not on trial. The whole point of this tragedy is that even if he was being taken in for, you know, uh, for passing a counterfeit note or whatever, even if he had done something wrong, he was entitled to his day in court. He did not get a trial. He never went before a judge. And the argument is that is the off once the officer makes an arrest, it is his job to make sure he is safely gets to his day in court. That's the whole point of uh, the, the, the court case. He was denied this. Um, if you if you ask me, I mean, you know, apart from the fact he was also killed, but I mean, it was also it was ironic that Sh that Chauvin was being given all the the uh, the day in court, all the rights that that come with that. Um, you know, his right to a defense, he was right to cross examination, he was right to you know all this procedural stuff that goes in and as rightly goes into a court case. He got all that while George Floyd didn't. Um, but anyway, no, it was the progression of the case that fascinated me. Obviously, I didn't watch every single minute, but with YouTube and being able to rewind and, and go back over testimony and stuff, um, I, I saw a good percentage of it over the last few weeks, well, in COVID as well, having, having more free time probably than I probably would like. But being able to see the progression of the case and the fact, like I said, that the uh, prosecution didn't even need to hint not even once, I don't think, they even hinted that this man was possibly racist or it was the result of racist um, racism within the police force. Uh, on the other hand, the defense, um, the only thing they could have 
was to try to get people not to look at the nine minute, 29 seconds. It was all about nine minutes and 29 seconds when he was on George Floyd and pinning him down and, and his knee on his neck. And so while the prosecution was focusing on that and focusing on what Chauvin's actions were and what situ what state George Floyd in and why it was so unnecessary to even put him in that position because he was being compliant. The defense wanted you to look away and they wanted you to look at, they, they suggested that maybe he was on drugs himself and that's what caused his death or that Chauvin maybe used a, too much force because there was a, a, a rowdy crowd. And these themes of uh, that, that Floyd was an angry black man or that um, the, the angry crowd in a black neighborhood, all these things, these are themes that are appealing to racists. And when you think of what, um, what, they, were what they were trying to do the defense, there was a jury of 12 uh, citizens and they only had to convince one of them. So because he was using these racist themes, he was looking appealing to, he was looking, thinking out of 12 people, at least one of them is bound to be racism and was looking for a language that would um, get, get the cop um, acquitted. And thankfully it didn't, it didn't happen. And it was a very quick verdict returned by the jury. And I was also interested in people's reactions afterwards. They focused on um, things like, uh, the president Joe Biden after the after the jury was sequestered. So in other words, they were they weren't allowed to look at any media, whatever. Joe Joe Biden came out and said basically a statement saying that he hoped it was a guilty verdict. Um, there was a major outcry about that, and I I can't get over that because that's your first takeaway from this. That's your first takeaway from this. I mean, to me, there's an element of racism in that. It's like, what do you think of the George? Floyd trial. The first words out of your mouth should be justice was served. Now, first, a little sidebar on this justice was served. Again, the wider aspect is systemic racism in police forces all across America. They react to a shooting. They realize uh, the suspect is black. They will treat them differently to when they know the suspect is white. We've seen that in the way that the Capitol riots were, held, were handled from January 6th. We know that. And that's a wider issue. And this verdict did not solve that. It's a drop in the ocean. It's the equivalent of, if you forgive the sporting metaphor, a team wins one game in a, in a, in a season that takes 40 games. Obviously, they've a long way to go to win the championship. They have to win a lot more games. It's a lot more games down the line. And there's a lot of work to do to solve um, the Black Lives Matter issues and nobody's denying that. So if you say justice is served in a wider aspect, that's not the case at all. But on this day in Minnesota and for the George Floyd's family, justice was definitely served. And I don't think anyone can uh, argue with that. Um, we just, the, the whole progression of the case. Now, of course, from an Irish point of view, we were all um, uh, transfixed by, uh, I think it was Professor Tobin. Um, he was this Irish, Irish doctor, Irish professor who talked like he was a professor. I think we've all had a teacher like this who explained what was going on and he showed. Now that is the moment there 
where uh, you can see George Floyd cannot breathe. Uh, he was, it, was, it, was, it was compelling. And it wasn't just that we, we all knew, we all recognized his accent, we knew where he was from, we, we, we identified with him in Ireland. Everybody watching this case, he was the prime witness um, for the prosecution, I think. I think he really, he really honed in on the, the actual, he apparently he had the jury, he was saying, no, if you take your hands and you put your hands right here under your throat and the judge could see all the jury doing it. And he, you know, and then if you put your other hand around the back, now, if you keep doing that for five seconds, you'll pass out. Um, you know, the judge was afraid that all his jury would collapse in front of him. So he, it, it was, he had to stop and just say, now you don't have to do it, but they were all fascinated by him. So there was that kind of Irish link and he was a, very compelling, and the defense tried to bring in this other guy, who, <laughs> who fled uh, South Africa. Their doctor, the defense's doctor, that tried to discredit Tobin, fled South Africa just when apartheid was coming to an end. I mean, they didn't have to say that. They didn't have to use that as evidence. But what does that tell you that he's getting involved in this case and he's under investigation in other states in America? He's based in America now. So what does that tell you about him? But that again, the prosecution didn't even have to uh, suggest any hint of racism. They just basically shot down what he was saying and it was very easy to shoot down. It was overall, I mean, I'm not, a, obviously I'm not a lawyer, but it looked like it was a very easy case, but even with the compelling evidence, um, not only were we nervous when the verdict was about to be reached, I mean, we, we needed to hear the words, like there were three charges. So you thought maybe, well, they'll say guilty for one and not guilty for the other, but no, it's guilty, guilty, guilty. Second degree murder, manslaughter, third degree murder. It was, it was guilty on all counts. I know we still have to wait for a sentencing, but when you're guilty on all three of them and they, they, the attorney general, uh, Keith Ellison, who by the way, deserves a lot of credit for, for bringing this and pushing this because the local attorney general wasn't doing so much. He got involved, the state attorney general got involved and that's why this happens. But um, you had a situation where the, the, the verdict was reached and it was, uh, it was just an amazing thing. And, but the, the second element to what happened uh, after the result was read is that you had the majority of people being relieved, the majority of reaction on social media being just as it serves, but there's always a hint. There was just a hint of the, you could tell the people who say, when I was listening to the verdict, I was waiting for them to say, we find the defendant, we were looking for guilty, we wanted guilty because it was the right thing to do, it was justice, and he said guilty, we're like, yes. But to tease out, imagine someone in the opposite situation who's looking for not guilty, who wanted him to get off, who wanted this to be, um, to, to, to go the other way. And those people had to release, it was like a pressure cooker needed to release uh, the pressure without being obviously racist. And that viewpoint manifested itself in two ways. Number one, we go back to this, oh, what about what Joe Biden said? And um, a Congresswoman Maxine Waters said something as well that, that practically suggested there would be riots if the verdict didn't come, out, come her way. Um, you know, focusing on them. This is your first takeaway from this outcome. What about what Joe Biden said? That's the first thing you have to say. But the other thing was, well, at least there's not going to be riots now. So there's going to be no destruction to private property. That's That was the takeaway after all this. That, oh, I'm actually happy that this, that this uh, 
guilty verdict came through because it means that the, the businesses are going to be safe. That's your first takeaway. I mean, what is that? I mean, sorry, that's to me, that is, uh, it, that, that's closeted uh, racism. Not, actually, not very well closeted, actually, the way, the way I see it. But um, it, overall, it was just a, a, a fascinating case in isolation. Um, I hope it leads to progress. We've heard since this verdict came through that the, the nation's attorney general, Merrick Garland, is going to be looking into the overall uh, Minnesota police force and in Minneapolis, the city of Minneapolis as well, uh, to see is there systemic racism. So you could say Joe Biden is coming through on his promises uh, before the election. So um, there's that. And we'll see what happens down the long term. But just for this specific case, I, I think the, the whole process has been fascinating how people have, uh, most people have gotten behind it, but there's still that minority and the racism is still there. And even though it wasn't in the trial, it was all around it. And you have to see, uh, you, you, you know, we can't ignore that it's there because they, they, it's kind of being pushed underground. And like I say, it's being released in little bits when, when they find a way to say it without being obviously racist. Um, it's it's it, we can't ignore it, and we, we have to realize that this this is what we're up against going forward. So anyway, listen, I've gone on for long enough. This is the first one of first one of videos like this. So thanks for tuning in. Um, I'll do more uh, in the near future. Uh, my name is Jeff Pagano. I am nothing. We are everything.